Welcome to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Yearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, the Unser Racing Museum, and Swope Real Estate. Your host, David Swope, will be talking about events happening around the state and on the national scene, whether it's got two wheels or four wheels, pavement and off-road racing, or park and shine. If you are into it, we are into it. Call now, 994-1017. That's 994-1017 to get into all the action. Now, here is your host, David Swope. Good morning. It's Saturday morning. That means it's time for the New Mexico Motorsports Report. I'm your host, David Swope, and we're talking about automotive and related motorsports activities around the state and on the national scene. Whether it has two wheels or four, asphalt or dirt track racing, off-road or park and shine, we'll be talking about it. This is New Mexico's only show devoted to motorsports-related activities with a full hour here on ESPN Radio 101.7 of the team. And I tell you, I mean, you know, there's a lot of great racing that's actually going on in New Mexico, including uh, last night down at Vado Speedway. Uh, but uh, in the studio this morning, of course, we've got Dan behind the glass. we got uh, R.J. Lees. Hey, R.J., man, you, you told me that you're, you're taking off uh, from Pelicans tonight so you can watch the playoff football. You know what? I mean, I, it was a tough decision, but at the end of the day, it – doesn't happen. It's Super Wild Card Weekend. I mean, come on. They they had to throw the superlative in it to make it even that much special. And you know what? I made the time, and we're gonna we're gonna enjoy a fun time. I'm also you know picking up family from the airport. I had other reasons, well, but <laughs> guess what? I'm gonna I'm gonna sit down and take some notes and enjoy a good old good old time with some uh, playoff football. Well, and then people can tune in on uh, on Sunday morning. Uh, you guys are out at Isleta for a couple hours talking about the line. Um, and of course, you know, I get, I get undivided, you know, betting, uh, information on the way out to the show. So I know, I know how to play the line, um, and different stuff, but also joining us in the studio, a little surprising, um, Spencer Hill. Good morning. Hey, I expected to see, um, a little bit of damage on you after the whole, uh, potential Ron Hornaday scuffle, um, that you were involved (laughs) in last weekend. Welcome, man. How you doing, bud? Hey, it feels good to be back in town finally for a weekend, uh, I'm really looking forward to today because we got a lot of racing to cover. And, most of all, it's Driller Day over in Tulsa, so a lot more of that to come. Of course, our friends at Vado Speedway Park have a really cool race going on. Looking forward to covering that as well. Big day. Happy race to everybody, and welcome to the show. Yeah, a couple, couple things. Let's let's jump in um, to, uh, first off, uh, Yearwood Performance. Um, they've, been, they've been doing a killer job over there, but uh, there is a tremendous opportunity out there uh, for somebody, hey, let's talk a little bit about. Um, I mean, they're they're looking for an employee. Uh, what, what's Jim looking for? Yeah, as you said, Yearwood Performance. They're actually hiring right now, and you can go to a better place to go work yep. if you love cars. That is the number one place that you want to go look at right now. I mean, their keynote is turn your passion into a career. Uh, they're looking to expand their talented team right now and help you fuel your need for speed right here in Albuquerque. Full-time positions are now available. Knowledge of cars is a must. Mechanical capabilities a plus, but overall, they just want people that love cars. So if you love cars, looking for a really good place to work, Yearwood Performance is hiring right now. You could send your resume to info at yearwoodperformance.com or go drop it in person at Yearwood Performance at 341 Eubank Boulevard Northeast. Well, you know, none of those guys work for money there. They all work for parts. That's that. I, I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> so you I know get, how Jim gets on that, so I'm not going to get into any of that. But uh, no, it, it really is. It's a great opportunity for anybody that's looking for a line of work right now. If you're interested in learning a lot more about cars, too, 
it's it's just a, it's a fun place. You're surrounded by people that love the same thing that you do. Yeah. And the whole staff there is so great and friendly. Yeah. So uh, definitely want to check that out. Again, that it's info at yearwoodperformance.com or go check them out at 341 Eubank. That's fantastic. All right, let's get back to talking about uh, uh, legend uh, legend racers. Uh, so last you know last year, well, I mean, okay, this is 2023. So in 2021, um, I uh, did an interview um, uh, when we were at the uh, championship race in NASCAR, and we were talking about all these these young drivers uh, that are you know driving in the Camping World Truck Series um, and wrecking people, uh, basically rentals and wrecking people. Um, so you were telling me. About last weekend, and you had a couple of legend drivers uh, that uh, got a little aggressive, um, wrecked people, uh, T-bone people, including uh, some pretty unsafe driving across the infield and T-boning somebody. Um, and yet the the driver coach, uh, four-time the Camping World champion, uh, that was Craftsman Truck, right? Now Craftsman. Now, now yep, Craftsman. craftsman. Um, Ron Hornaday. Uh, comes over to the pit and wants a wants a you know a little bit of a a little bit of payback from the Tebow. <laughs> well, why don't you tell that story about one? Uh, Ron's Ron's a big dude. I mean, I mean, he what, is, what yeah. was I like? I mean, you know, he had a wrench in each hand. I mean, how'd you handle that thing? Yeah. So let me start this off. By yeah, tell the story. Our, our our team is we just wrench on the cars. <laughs> we're, we're putting a car out there for a rental program for uh, Jason Irwin Racing. We're not driving the cars, so this wasn't. Uh, completely directed at us, but we were involved, I guess, a little bit. But, uh, yeah, just hard racing, which is really funny because the Silver State Road Course Series over there, uh, literally it pays zero. Right. So for, for guys to get so angry, it, it, it kind of blows me away. But, uh, yeah, really hard racing. And really what it, what it is, Dave, is you got one guy that bumps somebody going in the corner, and then the guy that gets bumped says, oh, you just bumped me. I'm going to bump you twice as hard. And eventually, what does that lead to? Wrecking race cars. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, it's just a, a respect thing. You need drivers to have that shared respect on the racetrack. Long story short, though, uh, drivers involved were Landon Lewis and then Tyler Reif, which are two really good up-and-coming kids running in the ARCA series. Uh, they basically spent the whole race wanting to wreck each other and take each other out instead of focusing on racing for the win and uh you know it doesn't matter what's right or wrong it, it just it's disappointing to see those two kids take each other out uh another driver that was involved was jake bowman up and coming kid that's running over there for rackley war racing uh in nashville but took each other out everybody got heated just so happens that landon lewis's driver coach one of joe ryan race cars uh, guys, was Ron Hornaday Jr. So uh, here's our pit area full of angry crew guys, which I, I admit they have a right to be angry, but uh, at least it was directed not directly at us. It was more so the driver. But uh, here's Ron Hornaday Jr. wanting to wanting to tell us a piece of his mind. So uh, didn't have to throw any punches on old Ron, but uh, that'd be a pretty good matchup, I think. He he still got a little pepper in him. Yeah, no, I, I think so, but I think it does talk, you know, to the the culture, the, the, the rent a car culture, if you will, um, and you know, maybe if you don't have that skin in the game, uh, maybe dad doesn't go over and have a conversation with you. Um, I've told stories on on this station many times about you know my experience racing with my dad and basically how it goes. And typically, you know, you show up and remember you don't win the race in the first, you know, in the first practice. And he come in and is like, "Why are you going so slow?" 
And then, you know, you go out for the, uh, the, the feature at the end and it's like, hey, let's put it on the trailer in one piece. So I guess if you don't have that level, that type of coaching, um, it's uh, go out and show them what you're all about. But hey, thanks for sharing that story because, uh, I, I think it, it's, it's an epitome, um, of, of, of what we're dealing with with some of these, uh, young up and coming drivers. But, uh, hey, exci- a lot of exciting news though. Um, everybody's starting to release their schedules, including, Albuquerque Dragway now has their uh, 2023 schedule up on their website, abqdragway.com. And, of course, for them, their uh, racer's banquet is February 4th, so that's coming up real soon. Uh, hope to have some in, um, some information about Sandia Speedway. Um, I noticed that there has been um, a couple events that are posting. So if you're following on Facebook um, and, and you see some road racing events that are starting to post, as I told you guys you know, over the last couple of weeks, Sandia Speedway is going to be open. So, you know, go ahead and, you know, get your cars ready and whatever. We don't know who the operator is going to be or whatever, um, but uh, we hope to have some more information for you um, next week on that. Um, I've been talking to some of the principals involved, um, and they're getting closer and closer to uh, an actual deal. Uh, but uh, as we talked about going on uh, down at Vado Speedway, got two more races. you got one tonight and tomorrow. Uh, RJ, what what is going on down at Vado Speedway? Yeah, so Vado Speedway, I mean, it is that 17th annual. It, it, it is the Rio Grande Water Services Wild West Shootout. It's presented by O'Reilly Auto Parts. And, man, they just have, I mean, it, it is truly an event to go out there. They have so many cool things that are going on. But pretty much it's the Dirt Track Bank Super Late Models presented by Black Diamond Race Cars, Masia Valley Transportation, Border Tie Modifieds presented by uh, Rancho Milagro. We got the StalkerHitch.com X Mods presented by Barnett Harley Davidson. There's been some really impressive racing out there. I mean, of course, we had a uh, Kyle Larson down there, but it actually this uh, Davenport Chris Jackson kind of scored to repeat victories. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's going on down there. We're a really cool event, and it's a 17th annual for a reason. And you're going to see a lot of great racing to kind of finish off the year. Yeah, notice that uh, Alien Speedway does have its schedule out, including uh, March 4th, a 300-lap enduro, a 2,500 to win opens up the season. Um, I think about it, what a way to just go ahead and destroy a car before the season starts. Heck yeah. Right? Go out there <laughs> um, and then run an enduro. Uh, Moriarty MX, uh, today, they've got Ascendant Saturday, uh, TLC uh, motocross track, and the mini track are fully prepped and watered gates open 11, uh, 11 a.m., and they'll be uh, out there from uh, 12 to 5. All right, so on the other side, we're actually going to catch up with Chris Kearns, who is the promoter of the Wild West Shootout. Uh, very uh, entertaining interview on the other side. You've been listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio. 101.7, the team. Hi, this is Al Unser, four-time winner of the Indy 500. You've been listening to David Slope for the New Mexico Motorsport Report on ESPN Radio 1017, the team. This is Kyle Larson, driving the number five DL1 Camaro for Hendrick Motorsports. You're listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report with David Swope on ESPN Radio 1017, the team. The pit stop is over. Let's return to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on Facebook and at nmmotorsportsreport.com. Now, back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Yearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, the Unser Racing Museum, and Swope Real Estate. Here is David. 
All right, guys, we've been telling you over the last couple of weeks about this fantastic event called the Wild West Shootout. This is the 17th annual show. Uh, went down there on Sunday, and let me tell you, uh, it is fantastic. Um, it's basically six races over about 10 days, and we've got Chris Kearns now with the Wild West Shootout. How you doing, Chris? Doing well. Trying to recuperate from the first few days. <laughs> yeah, well, absolutely, and I tell you, um, uh, Jason Davenport uh, has now won, and of course we're recording this on a Wednesday, has now won three of the six races. He's got a shot at $300,000. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, we have a bonus that uh, our sponsor, Penske Race Shocks, puts up, and uh, if they win four out of six, it's $25,000. Five out of six, it's a $100,000 bonus, and six out of six, it's a $300,000 bonus. I think the last time here, uh, Jonathan Davenport won three races, didn't get to the bonus, but uh, this time he's actually won the first three right out of the gate, which I don't believe has ever happened at the Wild West Shootout. No one's won the first three. So he could uh, potentially walk away from here with three. three. If he wins all six, he will win $378,000 in a new Chevrolet Silverado. Oh, my gosh. I mean, what a... What a fantastic prize. Hey, for those listeners that, that aren't, aren't familiar with the Wild West Shootout, um, talk a little bit about, um, what the race is and how people can get tickets and, uh, uh, when they can get down there. Uh, this is a Saturday morning that we're airing this. So, um, they still got plenty of time to drive on down there. Yeah. The race, uh, is Vado Speedway Park. Still, it's, it'll be, so if this is for Saturday, it's, uh, Saturday night and Sunday night. Um, without a doubt, the largest and biggest race at Motto Speedway Park. Uh, the every, I, I tell everybody, we have, we have the greatest current dirt late model driver in the country here in Jonathan Davenport. We have the greatest driver in the country in any sport, any form of racing here, racing in Kyle Larson. And we have the greatest dirt late model driver of all time racing here of Billy Moyer. So, I mean, it, the quality of field is unbelievable. There'll be about 160 cars in the pits Saturday and Sunday. Uh, it's the best dirt late model and modified and XMOD drivers in the country. And uh, I believe last year we ended up with racers from 28 states and Canada to give you an idea of how, how many people travel to this event. Uh, races will start at 5 p.m. Saturday and Sunday. Gates open at 3. Races will start at 5 p.m. Uh, you can buy reserve seat tickets at wildwestshootout.net or just come on out and we have plenty of general admission tickets. How would you describe uh, what a late model is to uh, maybe just your average dirt racing fan? Boy, that is a good question. Um, a late model, which started out just as, you know, a stock car, it was a full-bodied car and over the years has just transformed. It is the most technic technology technically whatever the word you want to advance race car on dirt there is period uh it, they're pretty hard to explain uh they're i mean you're talking 950 horsepower 2300 pounds very aerodynamic body they are uh they're amazing <laughs> yeah. until you see the, if you're not a dirt fan you come watch a dirt late model race you're going to be a dirt fan well, what, what's the power plant in that? 
Uh, based on a small block Chevy, or or small block Ford. They're not all Chevy. It's Chevys and Fords. Uh, okay. I'm going to say guys here are running anywhere from 380 cubic inches, probably to around 460 cubic inches. Okay. Yeah, I tell you, those lap times, um, they're uh, they're within. Uh, I think they're like a a second, half a second faster than a a, a 410 sprint car, wing sprint car. I mean, these things are like ridiculously fast. Yeah, they're they're very aerodynamic. They're uh, have a ungodly amount of traction. Like I said, 900, 950 horsepower. Uh, a 410 sprint car obviously has a cubic inch limit of 410 cubic inches. Right. Late models do not have a cubic inch limit. So guys can be running 450 cubic inches. So uh, quite a bit of horsepower, and yes. And, and we we uh, we assemble what I think is the best track prep crew in the country. I mean, I bring, I bring guys in. We work with the local guy here that takes care of the track, Dean, who is very good at what he does. But, I, but for an event this large... It's not a one-man operation. I mean, we have four to five people working on the racetrack all the time. Uh, I bring the crew up from Fairbury Speedway in Illinois. I believe they're the best in the country. And uh, that's part of the lap times is how good the track prep is. Well, and I completely agree. The, the track was in beautiful shape. And I tell you, one thing as, as, a, as a former race promoter myself and, and uh, track manager, how in the world you put on that show so smoothly um, and so quickly, uh, I mean, there is there is hardly a break. Um, not a lot of time to go to the bathroom. Not a lot of time to go to the concession stand. I mean, you guys got this thing rocking and rolling. Um, how, how do you how do you do that? Um, is that through a driver's meeting? Is that I mean, are these drivers that skilled that they kind of know what to do? It, it's amazing, man. It is absolutely amazing. Well, my wife and I are very particular about how we run events. Um, right. I mean, it, you know, so we are. Very particular about about punctuation. We start on time. If we say oh, the front gate opens at three o'clock, well, it opens at three o'clock, maybe two fifty-five. If the pit gates mm-hmm. open at two, they probably open at one. Uh, if we're racing at five, unless there's a little bit of track prep issues, like I think we might have started six or seven minutes late on Wednesday night. Uh, we are very punctual. That has a lot to do with it. Uh, and I basically just put together what I consider the best crew in the country. I mean, we are in January, so no one else is racing. So I bring in, I mean, my, my staff is here from, oh my gosh, Arizona, California, Georgia, Florida, North Carolina, Illinois, Indiana. I bring everyone in that I think is the best in the country at their position, which is the staging people, the registration people, the race director, uh, the tech, everyone that I possibly can. And all of that is part of running a fast show. Every, all that people know what they're doing. They know I like to keep things going, moving. I don't like intermissions. Uh, you have to have it sometimes for some track prep, but we like a very fast show. People see things like, like lining the next main event up yep. on the back straightaway during the interview of the previous main event. Well, that might just be something that saves 30 seconds. But if you save 30 seconds 30 times, you know, oh, you wow. save 15 minutes on the night. So we uh, we we like to run very fast shows. Well, and I, I love how you're able to do that interview. Um, and it doesn't slow down the next group coming out at all. Um, but like I said, it's action-packed, and you feel up close with those uh, right-off-the-track interviews. I mean, sometimes... They're winded. Uh, you know, you're waiting for them to get the helmet off. I mean, it's um, it's very, very um, entertaining. Um, I got to ask you, how how did you get started um, 
Did did you start as a racer and come in, or did you grow up around tracks? I mean, you've got a, quite a good skill set there. I grew up at Santa Maria Speedway in California, um, just as a, a kid and then a fan and then um, a pit crew member and then a racer and then a car owner and then a sponsor at the track. And then one day I, um, I was actually had sold a business and was walking around speed weeks, the late model race in Florida and some, some guys, some racers that started their own series asked me, do you want to, you want to run our late model series for me? And I was like, well, I don't know why you'd ask me that. I don't, I don't know what, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> uh, and then I thought about it and I'm like, you know what? Why not? I feel like I can do as good a job as anybody. And I ended up running a late model series for a couple of years with the Western All-Star Series. And then I ended up promoting Santa Maria Speedway for about four years. Went to work for, I've worked for USAC. I still work for USAC, uh, for the last 13 years. And it's just kind of snowballed into a little bit of everything. Now the Huawei shootout, uh, last year I directed the, uh, Tony Stewart's SRX series. I oversee Greg Biffle's Sand Outlaw. Uh, sand drag series. I do a lot of miscellaneous stuff for USAC. Um, going out to work King of the Hammer. As soon as this race is over, we got two weeks in the desert in California running the King of the Hammers off road. Oh, rock wow. climbing and, uh, race. Um, I just bought Macon Speedway and Macon, Illinois. Just uh, a little bit of everything. That's fantastic. Kind of snowballed. That's fantastic, Chris. I mean, that, uh, um, that sounds like uh, a lot of fun. Um, but it takes a certain skill set, um, to also bring in basically a superstar, um, and Kyle Larson. And yet, you know, he just seems to fit right in. He's one of the guys. I mean, it's, um, it, it's been great. I mean, talk about what it, what it's like working with a superstar of that caliber. Well, Kyle and I were talking about the other day is that, I mean, like I've known Kyle since he was probably 15. And he used <laughs> to run, I, I'm like, I joke around. I told him, like, I said, people don't know that I was promoting races Kyle Larson was at back when he was an eighth, eighth place sprint car driver. And we just kind of laughed about it. And, you right. know, but people knew at the time he was driving for a guy named Brent Kading, who's the king of California, best, best wing sprint car driver ever from California, in my opinion. And Brent Kading said to me, that kid has more car control right now. Then I had it the best time of my career. We were like, wow. But everybody kind of knew he would go somewhere. But Kyle's, I mean, not only is he a NASCAR champion, he's, he's just a great guy, very easygoing. Uh, anything we've asked him to do, anything, any interviews, any, anything, he's been, he's pretty simple to deal with. So you say dealing with a superstar, but yeah, yeah he is probably going to go down in history as one of the top five race car drivers of all time. Wow. But he's a pretty normal guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he um he, he really likes to hang out with the guys. Uh actually uh dropped him off a a copy of the uh Racing Legacy, kind of the story of the Unzers. I figured it was only appropriate to be in New Mexico and um and to get a little a little bit of something to take back special from the uh the Unzer family. But uh um, what's the best way for people to get tickets? Uh, should they buy them online? Can they get them at the door? You know what? If people want, we still have, we have reserved seat tickets available. They can go to wildwestshootout.net and buy them for Saturday and Sunday, uh, or just show up at the gate. I mean, this place is huge. Yeah. <laughs> it, uh, there will always be plenty of seats available. Uh, people buy the reserved ones to be up higher, you know, um, right. 
or more in the center, but there's plenty of seats available. If people want to just show up at, at the gate and buy them. That's not a problem. And we, we put, we, we, we're pretty good at keeping our Facebook up to date with all the information, uh, the schedule, you know, what time the gates open and the schedule and everything. And, and, uh, although that's on the website, it's easy to find on the Facebook page, which is just Wild West Shootout. Well, you've been to several, uh, several dirt tracks. How would you say that the facilities at Vado compare? Uh, to the tracks around the country. So fun, it's funny as we're talking, Kyle Larson's walking by me right now, playing with a Nerf football with his kid as I'm sitting <laughs> in my truck. So, yep. Uh, Vado Speedway, I don't even. It's insane to try and even explain it to people. It's un. The place is unbelievable. When I first got here, I looked and I'm like, eh, it's too big. That's what I first thought. <laughs> And then I, and then we ran the event last year. And although the track I bought in Macon, Illinois is very small, it's a fifth mile. It's an amazing little bull ring. It's such a cool place. If I were able ever to build a racetrack, I would literally duplicate that. I would survey this track and duplicate this track. Royal Jones went to great lengths to make sure that this track was shaped exactly right. And it races as good as any racetrack. I mean, take the facilities away. It races. As good as any racetrack I've ever been to in the country. Uh, well, then you get up to the facilities and right. I mean, my gosh, it has 84 bathroom stalls. Yeah. Heated <laughs> and air conditioned bathrooms, PA system in the bathrooms, 12 big screen TVs in the, in the concession stand area. If you get here early enough, you never even touch dirt as a fan. You park on pavement, you walk on concrete. It has 16 suites with individual bathrooms places it's insane it's it's absolutely unbelievable well i really appreciate somebody um who knows sharing that because i mean i've talked about it i've talked about it. it's as good as any minor league ballpark in the country um i mean th- what you're getting there is not you know sitting on you know some some wooden grandstands um and and the porta potty hasn't been cleaned in three years i mean this this is like world class and so i'm glad to have somebody of your caliber actually validate the things that I've been saying out about the facility. Um, hey, I know you're super busy. Um, I'm going to uh, uh, let you go, but I want to thank you so much uh, for giving us some time uh, this morning. And I you know, invite everybody to come out and check out what it's all about. Yeah, I'm telling you, if you haven't been here to the facility, it's unbelievable. If you haven't been to this event, uh, it, the racing has been amazing this year, the competition. It's – it's uh, People need to see it. It's a heck of an event and a heck of a facility. Well, and it's just a quick three-hour and 15-minute drive from Albuquerque, so there's really no excuse. It's fantastic. Uh, Chris, wish you the best, and uh, look forward to seeing you down the road. All right. I appreciate it. Thank you, Dave. Hey, Albuquerque. This is Denny Hamlin, driver the number 11 FedEx Express Toyota with Joe Gibbs Racing. You are listening to New Mexico Motorsports Report on ESPN Radio 1017, the team. Logano is a two-time NASCAR Cup Series champion. Hey, Albuquerque. This is Joey Logano, driver of number 22 Shell Penzo Ford, and you're listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report with David Swope on ESPN Radio Albuquerque 1017. The pit stop is over. 
Let's return to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on Facebook and at nmmotorsportsreport.com. Now, back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Gearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, the Unser Racing Museum, and Swope Real Estate. Here is David. All right. Welcome back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio 1017, the team. And uh, 2020, of course, uh, Kyle Larson had taken some uh, time off or asked to take some time off um, from NASCAR uh, because of an incident um, involving some comments that he'd made while playing uh, iRacing. Uh, don't want to get into that that whole thing, but um, he did go out and, and start running a lot more racing. So when he went and got hooked up uh, with uh, uh, with Rick Hendrick, um, he had had talked about how his conversations with uh, with Jeff Gordon and Jeff Gordon was like, you know, you got to stop this dirt track racing thing. Um, and yet, when he joined uh, in 2021, when he joined uh, uh, Hendrick, uh, he kept doing some dirt track racing. As a matter of fact. Um, uh, Spencer had a great question at the uh, championship weekend in 2021. I want to uh, remind the listeners with that interview. Thank you. Spencer Hill, ESPN Radio, Albuquerque. Uh, first of all, congratulations, Kyle. Cliff came in here and he spoke about the opportunity that he took to join you with a lot of the sprint car midget and late model races this season. Can you tell me a little bit about how that benefited your guys' relationship with the lack of practice and qualifying this year and just how you guys were able to learn each other's languages? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm really easy to work with, um, mostly because I don't know anything about a race car. And, um, but, you know, I, I think it was, it was just good to get him there. Um, you know, and, and I didn't, he came on his, you know, own behalf and, um, just, it was just nice for me to see that, you know, he cared about all the racing that I do and wanted to learn about it, wanted to talk to the crew chiefs, you know, pick the brain about how I communicate and stuff. And I think that, you know, really kind of kicks our relationship a little bit. And, um, he's, like I said, I'm, I'm really easy to work with. I feel like he's really easy to work with. I feel like we're a great, you know, we have great chemistry because he is so good at communicating and, and so good at painting the picture. And, and I, I like to process all that information to understand the flow of the race and stuff. So, um, yes, it was, it was nice that he came to, you know, a lot of my dirt races and, you know, I, he'll pick up the phone and talk to Kevin Rumley about the lay model. He'll, he'll talk to Paul Silva about the sprint car and stuff. So, um, it's neat when, when you have a crew chief that has your back and supports, all the stuff that you race. And then a quick follow-up to that. Is an Indy 500 on the horizon for you? I don't know. I mean, like I said earlier, I, I would love to entertain anything, whatever type of vehicle it may be. So um, I, I like you know, being known as a versatile race car driver. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm open to anything. It's just logistically it's just a tough thing to do. You know, it takes a lot of dedication to go race that event and, and not just say that you raced in it you know say you know you want to i would want to go there and know and know that i've got a shot to win know that i've put in the effort and the work to win um it just logistically it's tough but i would for sure entertain it if um you know if rick would let me so i gotta admit sometimes you know i do uh, that uh, that fan in me um overtakes some of of what we're doing and of course uh uh that was uh um in 2021 uh, when after he'd won the, uh, the the championship, and of course, uh, uh, I think that that's the great balance that we bring to this show is 
is your passion, uh, Spencer, for uh, uh, for dirt track racing and and in my love of asphalt racing, and of course uh, the Indy 500 uh, being a big deal um, here in Albuquerque with the unders and everything. Um, so uh, I appreciate you because um, one thing most most people don't know or the listeners don't know. Uh, Spencer was very focused on, on, on his question and, and being a professional while I'm sitting there tapping him on, this, on the side going, ask him about the 500, ask him about the 500, ask him about the 500. <laughs> so I, I was acting like a total fanboy. But what happened this week? He's going to the 500. We got our answer, right? <laughs> Better <laughs> late than never, two years later, whatever. But, yeah. uh, yep, Larson going to race the 2024 Indianapolis 500 for kind of a surprise team. Dude. Yeah. McLaren. What do you think about that? Well, I think that's phenomenal, especially when he's going to have uh, HendrickCars.com um, on the vehicle. And if I'm not mistaken, that's not a, that's not a uh, a Chevrolet powered vehicle. Yeah, it, it's going to be very interesting to yeah. see how that all works out. I do know that Rick has some involvement with it, but what I take away from this is how cool is it that we finally go back to the roots of IndyCar right. and see that progression of somebody that has raced dirt. One in sprint cars, one in Silver Crown, finally getting to get back into that swing of things yep. and go to the route of Indy cars. We haven't seen that. And typically, in the last few years, the road racers are the ones that make it to IndyCar. Right. Uh, the sprint car drivers, oddly enough, have gone NASCAR racing. So to see this crossover uh, and really just bridge that gap is so cool. I, I Everybody knows now that he's going to attempt the double. Hasn't been done since Kurt Busch in 2014, right. uh, and I'm interested to see if somebody like Jimmy Johnson might try that as well. That that is interesting because Jimmy is definitely going to be running uh, the Daytona 500 and some limited races um, now with his ownership uh, and the uh, changing of the name to uh, Legacy. Uh, was it Motor Club? Motor Motor Racing Club? I think it is Motor Club. Yeah. So so definitely something. Um, different, but definitely want to share you that. As a matter of fact, I, I noticed that you're 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 watching your phone over there. Racing's already going on with the uh, the um, uh, the vegetable soup with uh, you know with soup racing. I like over that there. vegetable soup. You like that? added the vegetables? Yeah, I got the alphabet, alphabet alphabet soup, soup goes that's right. down the uh, down the drain. We got vegetable soup. That's okay. uh, that's a new one. I well, like that. I, I, so yeah, you know, clearly my brain just went it took a hard left. All right, so on the other side, actually, we're going to talk some Chili Bowl. You've been listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio. 1017, the team. Hi, this is Martin Truex, Jr. You're listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on ESPN, Albuquerque 1017, the team. Hey, New Mexico, this is Alex Bowman, driver of the 48 Ally Chevrolet for Hendrick Motorsports. You're listening to Spencer Hill and David Swope on ESPN Radio 101.7. The pit stop is over. Let's return to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on Facebook and at nmmotorsportsreport.com. Now, back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Yearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, the Unser Racing Museum, and Swope Real Estate. Here is David. All right, welcome back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio, 101.7 The Team. And reminder, going on uh, this evening, uh, taking over West Central at the Salmon's parking lot um, at 6 p.m., join the hop, all car clubs, um, invited uh, solo riders, uh, everyone's welcome. So definitely want to get out um, and connect. But, uh, you know, now, <clears throat> now I'm feeling hungry because of the end of that thing. 
Um, and, I want some soup. And, and, and vegetable soup, right? Um, and what was it? What was that soup your dad said? You know. Well, I thought he texted me Mindstrone. <laughs> Apparently, Mindstrone is a little cowboy way to say minestrone, but. <laughs> <laughs> So, so then, of course, you know, we were like real quickly trying to see how many soups that we could name: French onion, and um, and then, of course, you know, I was like, you know, clam chowder is, is it a soup or a chowder? And anyway, um, so let's get back on track because clearly I've, I've, you know, gotten off base. But let's let's talk about the alphabet soup all the way back to a P feature. So yeah. there you go, P soup. <laughs> Okay. All right. We're, I'll get us back on the rails here. We got okay. racing going on right now, guys. Uh, live on Flow Racing if you have the app. If not, I recommend it 1,000%. You can watch racing literally from right now all the way until uh, about 10 p.m., 11 p.m. Wow. And interesting enough, this is the first year that you won't have to change the dial at all. Flow Racing is going to carry coverage all the way through the C's, B's, and A's which typically would flip over to MAV-TV. Right. But now it's going to be MAV-TV on Flow Racing. So you don't even have to change it. You just got Flow That's Racing cool. through the entire evening. And if you got two TVs set up, you can watch Chili Bowl. And on the other one, you got Vado Speedway Park with the Wild West Shootout. Best of both worlds, right? Fantastic. And that's, that's a, we're talking a lot of drivers. Yeah. I so, mean, because there's 150 drivers in Vado. As you said, yeah, there's a lot of drivers in Vado, 150 and then there's, a, oh, you know, only about 360-some in Tulsa right now racing midgets. So I want to play a game with you really quick, Dave. Uh-oh. Pick a letter from the alphabet, A through P. Um, I'm going to go G. Okay. G. I'm going to scroll here to the G feature. G feature 1 or G feature 2? Uh, let's, let's go 2. Okay. Here's just some of the names that are in that G feature 2. So Patrick Ryan is going to lead us to the green. Lucas Sherb. Uh, he's a good driver from the Midwest area. Josh Hawkins, Colby Deming from, oddly enough, Hobbs, New Mexico. Don Drought Jr. in the 22T, and Carson Hosevar, all in that G feature number two that we just randomly picked right here on air. Wow, and and that means that they, they have to finish in the top two to, to move to so the, the... The early ones are a little different. Top five are going to transfer up through. So. Okay leaves a little bit of possibility to make a soup run, right. and that's where that name came from, Alphabet Soup. Uh, the best one to do it as of late has been J.J. Yaley a few years ago. Right. I believe he went from the N main all the way up until the C or the B. Wow. So it, it is possible. Uh, Jason McDougal, he had a really good run two years ago, uh, driving the Clat number 4. He was able to make a huge run up through was looking like he was maybe even going to transfer into the A feature wow. after going through, like, the H. And, unfortunately, all it took was one person taking him out in that B. A uh, lot of angry folks over at Ryan Bernal a couple of years ago. Uh, that ended his run. But it's always interesting to me to watch who can eat enough alphabet soup and maybe <laughs> punch their ticket. Well, I mean, we were talking about it. We had the uh, Alex Bowman liner. Uh, Alex Bowman was out there. Uh, didn't didn't have a really good uh, um, a couple of qualifiers. Um, didn't make it. But you mentioned JJ Yaley. JJ Yaley is in the C, um, in in the uh, the C soup, if you will. Uh, some big names though, I think to watch that have already qualified in. Uh, Chase Briscoe in uh, B feature one um, is starting seventh, and you got your buddy T Mez um, starting fifteenth in B two. So he's he's the last guy. Um, that got in there um, off an automatic qualifier. 
Um, outside poll, of course. Hey, why don't you explain? You were kind of explaining to me about how they how they battle for the poll today um, to figure out who's actually going to get the poll start. And this is another thing that is very unique to Chili Bowl. Uh, they actually got this idea from Australians, which mm. is interesting enough. But they're going to have a poll shuffle. Under. Yeah, down under. <laughs> they're going to have a uh, poll shuffle coming up later on this evening. The poll shuffle is four cars for three laps and top two transfer. Uh, and basically, you have four rounds of this. First round is going to be Emerson Axum, Mitchell Moles, Justin Grant, and Spencer Basin. Top two that finish out of that for three laps, they transfer right into uh, the back row of the second heat of that. Rico Abreu, Shane Golubic going to be in the second one. Cannon McIntosh, Monday night winner, and Tanner Thorson, Thursday yep. night winner. Hank Davis and Logan Seavey, who took it home last night. And a special shout-out to Hank Davis. What a great run. Uh, kind of the miracle yeah. run that we've seen the entire week. Uh, came in here, never really made a whole lot of noise at the Chili Bowl. He is a A-main prelim winner. So, very exciting for him. So, of course, uh, Rico Abreu, um, you know, fantastic driver. Uh, still got a chance uh, to, to grab a pole on that. But uh, uh, you said one of the guys... Starting up front um, is uh, you know like uh, walked out with a, a bottle of tequila under his shirt or something like that. What what's, what's kind of a story on that man? Well, anybody that's been to Chili Bowl understands that it's a party and a race breaks out. So right. <laughs> I'm not going to name any names, but uh, I bet a couple of those drivers have been to Lenny's already this week and have uh, been partying pretty hard. But the good thing is, since they locked in. They don't even have to show up to the track until at least afternoon. So right. you're good. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I because you know I've watched a you know a lot of video on that. Been watching some in cars and stuff. And I mean, I I get nauseous just watching it. I I can't imagine um, how quick it is on on that track. Of course, you were there just a couple of weeks ago with the Tulsa shootout. Um, I don't I don't think we've had you on and talked about that yet. I mean, how was your uh, how was your Tulsa shootout? It was great. Uh, had a really good run. Uh, of course, not the best run that we've had ever. I didn't make a qualifier, but I did race on Saturday, so I uh, didn't quite make it into a B f- or into a A main, but I was able to run a B feature, so that was really good. Yeah. Um, and you know what? We came in with a car that is from 2012. My motor is old enough to legally vote. So, <laughs> with that being said, on a 05 Yamaha R6 on carbs, I, I think we did a really good job. I'm proud of it. I'm really proud of the effort. Um, everybody pitched in, and the at the end of the day, everybody had fun, too. So, I really got to thank you, Dave. Thank you for helping support that run. Uh, of course, Dave Burns with Hal Burns Truck and Equipment. Um, they, they did a really good job of just, you know, Dave, Dave always supports everybody from New Mexico, yeah. so... Uh, really cool to have him back on board with us. Of course, Pat with SCH Motorsports and Grammy's Kitchen, too, and uh, everybody that was able to come in and pitch in. Yeah, absolutely. Of course, um, yesterday we got to go um, have lunch with the champ. That's right, with uh, with Caleb Sice and, and David Burns. I tell you what, have you ever had the champ pick up the ticket? I mean, Caleb that was Sice pretty cool. Thank you, Caleb. for lunch. Thank you, Caleb. Um, I mean, that was absolutely fabulous, but I uh, got to go up and, and hang out, of course, uh, visiting with Dave and Caleb about what their schedule is going to look like. Uh, they're running over to J&J next, next week, you know, they want yep. to 
check out the facility. Um, I don't know. Do they got any cars over there that, that, that they're needing fixed? Do they got to go pick anything up, or they just uh, it's just a meet and greet? I think they do have one car over yeah. there that they're picking up. Typically, that's what we do. And right. Uh, admittedly, Dave has gone over there. I think the last two times to grab stuff. So it's probably my turn the next time we got to go to Tennessee. But uh, yeah, like I said, Dave and Caleb, they great group of guys. Uh, really excited to do some more racing with them on the wing side this year. Yeah. Uh, and we'll, I'm sure we'll talk more about that. Yep. Here in the next couple episodes. But yeah, it, it was great to see them yesterday. Of course, they're going out to McKenzie, Tennessee, uh, out over to J and J, and go see. The great folks over there, and man, I I hope that uh, maybe they bring me a couple goodies. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, I mean, he looks like the uh, the cat that ate the canary right there. Uh, yeah, as a matter of fact, just uh, I mean, just a shout out to uh, Halburn's Trucking Equipment. I mean, what? I mean, they have that. You know, you can call them in the middle of the night. You know, and they'll come and they'll rescue you. I mean, I don't know many people. Um, yeah, but Dave never sleeps. So so maybe maybe Dave makes some of those calls, but. Um, you know, generators, uh, we, we, we were joking about all of these uh, uh, electric cars and, uh, you know, having to buy a good generator, right, to be able to, uh, if something happens, like... Which runs with, on diesel, by the way, right? Right, right. And, and well, and you got those rolling blackouts that we're going to have. I mean, California's falling off into the ocean. I mean, it's just going to be, it's just going to be complete chaos. But uh, Halburn's Trucking Equipment, give them a call that can take care of it. All right, that's another episode. Um, I don't know. Uh, I, I I don't know what's going to happen. Happy next Driller week. Day. Happy Driller. Let's end it with that. How about that? All right. Go Chili Bowl. You've been listening to the Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio. 101.7, the team. Thank you for listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Your Wood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, the Unser Racing Museum, and Swope Real Estate, here on ESPN Radio 101.7, the team. Join us daily at nmmotorsportsreport.com and become part of the community. Tune in next week, where your host, David Swope, will be talking about events happening around the state and on the national scene, whether it's got two wheels or four wheels, pavement and off-road racing, or park and shine. If you are into it, we are into it.